Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Like Having Fun, an Office Hours Live with Tim Heidecker Recap Podcast. We're back. It's December. After a week off for the holidays, we're back. How's it going, Carl? It's going well. I'm eating uh, a little bit of dinner, so if you hear me notch, I'm not actually going to eat during this, but... um, (laughs) I guess if you hear me lick my lips or my lips a smack, it's because I'm in the middle of dinner. So, well, we appreciate you, uh, you know, making the time here during your meal. Um, I just got back from a flight, and then I went directly to a drive-up rapid testing site where. I had my brain tickled. I'm still feeling it, man. I, I, I've taken, I've taken many, many, many COVID tests now, all different types, and I've never gotten one so up my ass, if you know what I mean. It was, it was far up there, and I was like, "Wooey!" It was, it was a quite a quite an experience. Um, and I think I'm gonna be get. I'll probably get the results while we're sitting here recording. So. That'll Damn. be fun. Maybe we'll hopefully we get some uh, good news. Yeah, it's it's just gotten so bad out there that um, you know the decision was made in the place that I was staying. That I've been gone a couple weeks. I've been to L.A. I've been kind of you know cross country and back a couple times here. That although I'm tested every week um, for my job, you know I get tested on Monday, so I'm going to test tomorrow. But since the last time I've been tested, I've been a lot of places. Everybody just felt a little better if I, before we start hanging <coughs> out in the old house. See? There you go. Cole, you should get a test now, Carl. No, I'm <laughs> chilling. I'm good. Um, yeah, we just thought it was uh, we thought it was the right, right plan to, as soon as I land, go right to the drive-up place, get a test so that we can all feel comfortable hanging out this week in front of each other. So, yeah, just did that. Um, how was your holiday, quickly? Good. We did it on Friday, not Thursday, because my sister was stressed out. Very different, but I think it uh, might become a tradition. Thanksgiving what? Friday. Thanksgiving Friday, okay. Why did, why, was, why did you like that better? I don't know. It just seems rushed, like work. To just hop right in. All right, Thursday, family time. But I think that Thursday buffer yeah. between finishing work and then going to do family stuff was nice. Did you go and spend time with family? Yep. Went to my sister's house. Had some family there. Small gathering. It's only seven of us now. So it was a good time. Okay. What did you do? But you all... You all felt safe, or how did how did you how did you go about it? Yeah, we're chilling. Everybody's everybody's being good. Nobody's showing okay. symptoms, so we just let it roll. Everyone's feeling all right now. So I had a I had a Tuesday uh, kind of turkey dinner in Omaha with my with my friends. I had to travel on um, on Wednesday and work on Thanksgiving, Thursday, and Friday. So, yeah, we had a nice little meal here. It was just four of us. It's just the four of us that are staying in this house, and um, it was real nice. We went around to the, on Monday, uh, me and another guy that's living here, we drove around and 
went to all these like local, like a local butcher shop and bought like different chunks of turkey. We didn't get a whole turkey, but we got like, you know, a smoked breast and a couple legs and a couple wings and then went to another place and, you know, like the local bakery to get the bread for the stuffing and kind of just did like had a fun time going around to some different little places supporting some local businesses hmm. um, and had a nice little dinner. I, I ate I ate a lot of food. It was fantastic. Um, had pumpkin pie, skipped the mashed potatoes. I cut those right out. Had sweet potatoes. It was very good. It was nice. And then on third and then on Thursday my work did provide like a Thanksgiving catered like box you know like packaged up food for yeah. everybody which was we actually pretty good too that. so on Thursday I had some more had some more food and um, overall it was nice and then on Saturday I went to LA for the week which was a nice change of pace it was beautiful weather and I was able to go around and do some hiking and hang out with a couple friends and couple plans i had fell through because la was is really california is just going through it right now shutting things down and locking down pretty serious there really you know they had a curfew going when i was there yeah they had a curfew going and then they eventually made like a stay at home kind of situation um so some of the plans that i had you know unfortunately got bagged a little bit um but it was nice. Ooh, look at this. My results are coming in right now. Okay, let's click roll. here and see what happens. Yeah, I'll put in a drum roll here. Okay. Let's put in my password. Password. Quick results. One, two, three, four. Your test result is negative. Mm. Okay. Um... What does it mean if you have a positive test? No, a negative. What does it mean if you have a negative test result? A negative test result. The problem: the proteins from the virus that caused COVID nineteen were not found in your in your sample. Okay, I've done it. I can go say hello to my friends and give them big hugs and kisses. Yeah, assuming uh, they don't have anything. So, yeah, I know. It was a little bit like, well, what have you guys been up to the past couple of weeks? You know, like, you know, what the fuck? So. Um, but they've been good. I'm the one that's out there traveling and, and doing all the business. Um, let me see that. Let me check the antibodies while I'm here. Negative. Okay. I don't have any antibodies and I don't have COVID. So that's good. Um, but I kind of want to just somehow get these antibodies. You know what I mean? I just want to want to take one of these tests one of these times and just like, oh, you know what? You you didn't get the virus, but you got the bodies. Yeah. What does that That'd even mean nice. at that point? What can you do? That means that at some point it was in your system and that now you had the antibodies, which is basically like you've had it. Huh. So it's just like if that some if that somehow that comes up that you've had the antibodies, it's like, okay, then one of these tests that I've taken throughout this time was wrong and I did have it and then never felt symptoms and so on and so forth hmm. so um yeah they always give you that one or this place that i go always gives you that one so that you uh, they're probably not it's probably people not taking as many tests as i am so so whatever we're good let's get on with the show here um we had a 
we had a big start to the show. It was nice to be back. Nice to see the boys. It really felt like a while uh, since we've caught up with everybody. It felt like a pretty, you know, just one week off, and it's like, oh man, you kind of missed the whole thing. But um, yeah, they came out strong. They had um, that super chats going to charity, the American Humane Society, which. Um, I think uh, Tim and Eric did their Crimbus special on Saturday. I was not able to tune in, unfortunately. Did you get in on that? No, but I read a few comments on Discord, and it sounds as if it had a rough start. Yeah. I was seeing on Twitter, I was at work, but I was seeing like, oh, shit, go to this. You know, the link ain't working. It was busting down, but that's classic. I'm sure it was. Sure, it ended up to be a fun time. They raised a lot of money. I saw Tim had posted they raised a bunch of money, so that's cool. Crimbus, I saw... I was li- I went to a live Crimbus show in New York City when I lived there a long time ago. I don't know what year it was, but I got some scalp tickets on StubHub, and I didn't know where they were. I didn't really look or anything, and they turned out to be front row, middle, like the best seat you could have for a show ever. And it was at the uh, like Sony PlayStation fucking theater in, in New York, in Midtown, and I went with a buddy, and it was crazy. And, I, and quite honestly, I was frightened because they're pulling people up on stage and fucking doing all sorts of shit, dumping shit on them, and you know I can't remember exactly what was going on, but like we were so <laughs> so right up there that I was like, God damn, please don't drag me up there because they're just coming out to the crowd and grabbing people and bringing them on stage i really didn't want to do that i'm just not the type of guy that ever wants to participate in a live show like that but they didn't choose me or my friend and uh we did watch and steve brule was there uh it was it was an insane show uh pretty sure dj doug pound opened the show um Super funny, super fun time. What a memory. Um, so they announced uh, there's some new Office Hours merch. Uh, you have another couple weeks here or weeks before you can order it still if you want it to arrive by Christmas. Did you uh, you gonna get any merch there, Carl? Are you going to fire off on some Office Hours uh, stuff? No, I'm booked on apparel. I don't need any more clothes. Yeah, the, I, I, I was... Okay. Kinda, I kind of dig the beanie with like the word with the office hours on. It's kind of tight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't know I if I'd really. On deck that works just fine right now. So I'm gonna pass on this one. Yeah, I got, I got hats. I got stuff. I don't need anything for sure, but you know, it's nice to support the boys. Um, the drop concert will be available uh, digitally, um, or as a. Um, a card or something they're, they're saying. I don't know what that is. Some piece of artwork or something that maybe gives you all the information. I, I couldn't really, I didn't really know what they were talking about. Um, but you're going to have your chance, Carl, to download and watch the Drop Concert, the movie. So get on that. Um, and I noted something, I, I noted this down. Tim dropped a David O'Reilly everything reference. Do you know David O'Reilly? Bob you know, O'Reilly? He's like a, Dave O'Reilly? No, it's David O'Reilly. He's like a, he's like a video artist, um, animator guy, hmm. and he made a, he made a video game called Everything, 
I don't know if you ever played that game. Doesn't where like you, you like roll you like roll around as like a piece of dirt and then you like slowly turn into like a plant and then huh. it's a pretty cool game actually. But yeah, looks strangely good. Tim t- Tim Tim referenced that. Um, yeah, but David O'Reilly's gotten into like crazy. He does like all these Instagram. Um, you probably seen some of these Instagram. Uh, filter things where like you'll take a picture of your face and then you'll like melt into space and spin around and become a baby and he's a cool guy david o'reilly his his short films are really good i I highly recommend if uh if you like like little animated weird shit pretty cool glitchy kind of fun stuff some really cool videos that i used to show friends all the time um judson the intern (laughs) i noted (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was getting it rough. Tim was, Tim was bitching about his setup. How he's looking at like the Zoom callers, but I guess he's looking right at uh, this one guy who's not giving him anything. An intern. Um, thought that was funny. Doug, for his Thanksgiving, had a Beyond Burger from Carl's Jr. Uh, Vic made the gravy, and no one bothered to ask Tim how his Thanksgiving went. So. They just kind of moved on from that. Um, somebody called and talked about Dave Matthews Band uh, dropping uh, their turds their drop, on a tour yeah. boat. Yeah. Um, I knew that story. I, I really dislike Dave Matthews and the Dave Matthews Band. It's just like has been like a, a high school thing, me being like a dorky fish fan. You know, you, you don't, you know. Dave Matthews is like the anti, you know, kind of jam band. So I'm a hater. And I always used to used to give you a little validation, the hate, when we heard the story about this tour bus dropping that shit. I didn't know the story about how there was a Ben and Jerry flavor called <laughs> Dave Matthews Magic Brownie <laughs> that was supposed to come out that they had to pull. That was pretty funny. I wonder if um, there's like a carton of it somewhere that you could find on eBay. Let me try that real quick. Yeah. Yeah, so try to find the magic brownie flavor Ben and Jerry's. Um, then they reminisced about, Tim and Doug reminisced about a tour where they had a, a very large bus driver that they were they were scared of um, him just having a, you know, having a heart attack or something on the road because he would drink huge big gulp size coffees with uh, a lot of sugar and cream. Tim talked about uh, some leftover turkey soup that he made, and he tossed some gravy right in the mix, which I thought sounded fun. And he apparently had a big sharp knife uh, that he was enjoying cutting. He put a picture of it up on his letter this week. It looked like a big old knife. Very fun. Um, do you have any nice knives, Carl? In your collection, are you a? No, no. My girlfriend actually roasted me recently because I cut a, an avocado with a butter knife. There you go. Well, if it's ripe, yeah, and, it'll work. and that's what I try to say. Like it's sharp and it cuts, and I can pull out. Like, who cares yeah. about what knife I'm using for it as long as it gets the job done? Correct. Um, I over over the pandemic, I for my mother's birthday i i got her like a nice japanese knife it's called a shun and it was so nice it was such a game changer her knives and you know that she had around the house were not very good to work with and we were cooking every day 
So we actually, I actually got her a second one. I got her like the smaller one too, the little utility one. And I'll say a nice knife if you're cooking and you're like going to be around the house a lot. It's a really good investment. It really turns the chore of cutting up vegetables or whatnot into a great thing, fun thing to do. It actually feels nice when you're using a nice sharp knife. Um, City of the Day with a new video intro. I don't know if you were able to see this, Carl, but they had a City of the Day video. Um, I remember a while back we had Matt on talking about how he's got they got to up their game and start getting some stuff like that going. And lo and behold, six months later or whatnot, we have a video. And very nice, very fun. Pittsburgh is the city. And Top Dog Cat Traps. Now, what I have wrote, written down here, Carl, in my notes is call Carl out about his fake City of the Day sponsor from the last episode. <laughs> yep. Now, what in the fuck is going on there? Were you just were you just jerking me around there or did you mishear something? What was that? Just, I need to know. Yeah, sure. I uh, <laughs> just improvised and thought about how far I could stretch the joke. And it looks as if it made it into two weeks' time. So, yeah. Well, pretty, pretty well. It, um, was, did you plan on doing that or just at the fact that I didn't know the sponsor? You're like, I'm just going to make up a I sponsor. Had to fill the did you know? I had to say something. Yeah. Did you not know? Did you not have noted what the sponsor was either? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I got called out about the episode <laughs> from some people, some people that listened to it. Let's just say some potentially some Holy Trinity members were like, "What the fuck is going on here?" But it's glad that's cleared up. Carl was fucking with me, and I just, I, I was like, "What are you talking about?" It was, it was strange, but good, good work. It makes it better. If you were just like, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, very, very funny. Um, so I went on Twitter and apologized to everybody about the mistakes in the show about, you know, Carl, you know, fucking me over there. <laughs> um, but thank you for that. Uh, now, uh, this sponsor this week, so I made sure to take fucking full notes yeah, this week. I got sure lots of notes. Right too. Yeah. Uh, Top top dog cat traps. Um, they're like mouse traps, but for cats. Um, they did a nice little read of some. There's some wordplay in there. Um, put some catnip on the tip. Now uh, they got into Matt being a cat man, um, and they kind of talked about how this was. You know, it's morbid humor. It's on the edge. There's a line that the, the Trinity rides, and uh, you got to be around for it. So um, there's a new code in the first city is Pittsburgh. Tim had said he's not a fan of the Permonti Brothers sandwich. You ever you ever have one of these uh, French fry sandwiches? You're 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 in Philly, like they, they make it over there to you. I've been Permonti yeah, Brothers. I've been to Pittsburgh twice, but I don't think I've actually gotten that sandwich, and they've talked about it on the pod before and said that it pretty much sucks and the fries are soggy so not interested would try it 
but not interesting. Yeah, you know, it's a filthy, it's a filthy sandwich, yeah. but it's fun. I mean, like if again, if you're 22 years old and you're drunk in Pittsburgh, you go get a Parani Brothers sandwich. You're not gonna have a terrible time. I mean, but if you're gonna really like start breaking down whether it's actually good or not, no, it's a soggy French fry, just slop fest. Yeah. Not as bad as, you know, kind of a hot take for Tim to just be hating I mean, on maybe it, but, if it um, was waffle fries. Yeah, that would be good. That's almost a layer at that point if they're flat enough. Yeah. It's just like a handful of fries. Yeah. It's just like no. filth. No. I've been trying to only eat six French fries with every serving that I get lately. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvard professor said six is all you should really have. Yeah, I don't really fuck with French fries, quite honestly. I'm like a health dork these days, so I'm not. I'm just not fucking with French fries. Yeah, Hmm. fuck it. Um, Question of the day: the most overrated thing of the year. Um, When I asked this question, Carl, did you did anything come to mind? Nothing really. There's a lot of stuff that's pretty blown out and definitely needs to die on the 31st. But, uh, I mean. I wrote I down. I um, think of any one specific thing. There's a, there's a good. I, I was, I went, I went like, I went like the, the media route and I, I wrote down Queen's Gambit, mm. question mark, and I wrote down. That Fiona Apple record that everybody loves so much uh, when oh, it came out. I didn't even know she um, dropped one this year. She dropped one during the pan- during you know the early in the quarantine, and like people were going absolutely nuts for it. And listen, it's a good record. I listened to it, but I haven't thought once about it in six months. You know what I mean? It was like that week that it came out was good, and everybody proclaimed it as the best record of the year, and it's Grammy nominated and all this shit. But it's it's not one that you feel like listening to all the time. So giving the pitchfork gave it a 10.0. I think that's a little overrated. Uh, you know, I'm just going to say it. And Queen's Gambit, it's a show on Netflix about a chess playing girl. Also just, it was just most, most more recently I watched it and I was like, okay, well it's good. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's interesting for a while, but kind of wasn't as amazing as people were saying. Mm-hmm. So Doug later on said Queen's Gambit too. So he agrees with me. Then we got into a a big controversy creating a conversation, which is Tim's proclamation of banning Christmas talk, banning Christmas drops, etc. Wow. I wrote no Christmas stuff, banning the C word, uh, not open for conversation. He said, well, this isn't a controversy creates conversation because there's no conversation to have. It's just banned. Um. And Doug was all about it. Doug was like, yeah, that's fun. <clears throat> and Vic was a little bit hurt, I think. I think Vic, you know, nice nice boy Vic probably likes to get into the holiday spirit. <clears throat> um, but if Vic has a problem, he can sign his resignation letter, is what Tim said. And Doug is going to have to return all the Mac minis he bought for the boys. <laughs> funny. Funny to think about him buying Mac minis. Um, we got into some Jim Brewer stuff, which I did not. I don't know. You know, I know who Jim Brewer is. I know he's turned into kind of a maniac. I, I don't know what videos they were referencing. I didn't see Vic's edits if he did them. Um, 
But they went off on this, kind of went on throughout the episode about the Stress Factory Comedy Club. And then we had a call from Randy Rainbow or something. I don't know what this was about. They seemed to maybe know who this guy was or something, but he was a food product tester, caller. And this is where Tim dropped his plain sauce idea, <laughs> um, which was funny. And as they were talking about it, it actually came up crystal clear Pepsi. I'd always I have this like memory of this old SNL sketch where it was a fake commercial right when crystal clear Pepsi came out called crystal clear gravy. Mm. And it's a very funny, disgusting episode or commercial because they're, you know, they're just pouring this thick clear goo over their meats and stuff and like dipping shit in it and eating it and it's fucking horrible looking but pretty funny old SNL fake commercial bit um, but Tim's idea is actually not that crazy right like to have like a base sauce that you add like some seasoning to I, I was almost just like that's kind of what mayo is you know yeah. what I mean like how many sauces are just created for mayo it's pretty much coconut um, aminos that's what it sounded like Okay, coconut aminos, mayo, whatever. Yeah. Cure a Keurig of sauce. Um, um, <clears throat> our first guest was Kevin Morby. Do you, did you know the music of Kevin Morby at all, Carl? Nope. Nope. Damn you. One of these days. Uh, Kevin Morby, I like his music. I'm kind of new to it. Um, I think like about a year ago, a friend of mine found a Kevin Morby song and it was like actually like a remix, a Kevin Morby remix, kind of like an upbeat, more kind of like dancey remix of a Kevin Morby song. I'm like, oh, this is great. This guy's great. And then we like looked into his music, and he's more of like um, you know, kind of a folky indie rock kind of a guy. And um, but very good stuff. Um, so very cool. He's in Kansas City. Uh, I have some friends there. Um, he's got a, his girlfriend's from the band Waxahachie, um, another cool indie band, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're just hanging out, um, engineering their own records, and, uh, yeah, Morby was a good guest, um, they had a fun game called Morbys or Lesbies, um, this was good, <laughs> Uh, I thought it was a very funny segment. Um, they were laughing about it and they kind of like, Tim started like giving him a real hard time and then they kind of laughed about it and c talked about how it's ridiculous to be giving somebody a hard time for not knowing the things about bees, but it was a good thing. Um, good segment all around, good interview, um. And uh, Tim said he's a since his music is like sort of serious. There's a possibility he could have been like a dopey dud, um, <laughs> but he wasn't. Um, what'd you think of this um, Kevin Morby interview? Didn't do much for me. B game was just there as a placeholder to kill time. B game. Carl's gives it a meh response. He was not that into it. I thought it was I thought it was good. I like since I like the guy already, it yeah. was nice to see him. I thought he I thought he fit you know, he rolled with it pretty well. He didn't try to bring too much. He was just like a genuine sort of nice guy. It seems like he understands the humor. He's a fan. Um 
he brought a couple things. Um, the the him versus the guy game was fun, and um, and at the end when they hung up, they played a beat it drop, which made me laugh. Beat it. <laughs> um, the Jordan Peterson thing. He's got twelve new rules. Did you know about Jordan Peterson? Yeah. <laughs> the trend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tim's voice. Dude's a trip. Yeah, Tim's voice for him nailed it. <laughs> That was probably the highlight. Pretty funny. A little bit, a little bit like frog, a little like extra frog in there, it's but just yeah, it, a it, higher it was pitched good. Yoda with fewer pauses. Yeah, um, I went and watched a interview after to see how close it was. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, um, nailed it. Um, let's see. Um, Okay, that came back a couple times. Do you know about these rules and things? You know about his book about the you know, the other book with the twelve rules and shit. Did like, that book just come out? Well, there's a he made like a sequel book with like twelve new rules, oh, but there okay. there was an original there was an original book some years back that was like a fucking you know I think sort of made him uh, the, the person. Extreme. It was just like it was just his twelve rules of I can't I, I remember he's, you know they're kind of like stupid like i don't know there's a couple that are like just stand up straight um you know <laughs> you know what i mean like it's, it's weird but people really like that book you know like i guess the the pre-order for the new book is you know he's already making a shit ton of money and people are into it and uh but it's also controversial i guess when the peng like the publisher penguin Penguin Publishing announced they were going to put out his new book. Um, some of the people started crying that were that like at, at the announcement of it or something. The workers or something, and uh, so they were upset about yeah, it? he they're upset about some of his views. He's yeah, he's got some he's got some pretty conservative views when it comes to you know gender stuff. Oh and, right, you know he's he's that. said some he's he's said some things. He's you know pretty pretty hated man by that many um a caller called and said that skateboarding is overrated carl what did you think of that did that just hurt you did that just crush no, your soul he's not i wouldn't say that it's like hyped up to the point where it's built so much like uh interest like world renown like people are picking up boards now more than ever so maybe when you're the person that's selling it and you're seeing this influx of people coming in not knowing anything i mean i've worked in mm -hmm. that kind of position before of selling like in a retail environment and at the end of the day you're kind of sick you don't even want to look at anything that's um dealing with it so this guy said he was reporting from a skate shop that he was probably working at so i understand where he's coming from and he's probably right the way that um some people picked up skateboarding is very different now people pick it up now where it's almost like oh i can't do baseball because no teams are playing or i can't go to the gym because all the gyms are closed let me try like a last resort and it's just different than how a lot of people uh probably started skating in the early 2000s from playing video games right from yeah playing tony pretty much Hawk's the uh, tony hawk jump off yeah um yeah, I felt like, I, I thought this I I thought the skateboarding kind of like was like making a little indie kind of resurgence. Like like I figured you were like 
oh, you're skating, but like that's not cool anymore. Like nobody thinks skaters are cool still. Like uh, it's like cool. Every, it's yeah. like low. Everyone wants to bite this image, but nobody wants to be this image. That's how it is. Okay. Yeah, okay. everyone wants a pair of Vans, but nobody wants to skate the pair of Vans. Everyone wants a Thrasher t-shirt, uh -huh. but nobody has picked up the magazine itself. Just I culture. I wear, van I wear Vans. I like Vans. I have these these ultra range weld yeah, or something. They're like, Pro, they're like maybe. mesh. Yeah. They're like mesh. Like They're like athletic sneakers. I can run in them. Right. And like they're like not, I don't think they're meant for skateboarding, but I just think they look they look cool and there's like different colors and um they they're just very very comfortable yeah. they have like a cushy sole and i have many pairs of them now mm -hmm. i've been like collecting them sort of um somebody called about a get lucky remix from the stems oh, of yeah, the Fleet Foxes math record math teacher yeah, yeah. and um sure. that was a seemed cool he's you could be your buddy yeah um, colleague wonder where he's colleague he yeah they didn't ask him where he was from i don't think um i thought it was funny they they said how are the tim had said how are the bullies handling this you Yo, know, that's not a, being able that's to a bully. thing it's still going on this hasn't stopped it. yeah i mean they said cyberbullying. i was like yes yeah, cyberbullying is the, the problem yeah. these days anyway like, is anybody really bullying anybody in person it's usually probably just people like showing their phone and saying look i posted this about you, you yeah jerk. i mean all you need to do is just take one photo of someone and put it up and that's your cyberbullying for the day yes uh natalie palamides or i don't i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing that right um so she had this special called nate um which i just heard about that week because of obviously her being on the show i think um Phil Braun maybe tweeted about it and said it was great. And I watched a little of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. It's like an hour-long special, but I watched maybe 15 or 20 minutes of it. Sort of was getting the gist of, of what it was. Uh, you know, it wasn't something I was dying to finish or stick through. But definitely very... Did you, did you know about this or watch this or anything? No, but I trust Amy Poehler and... If it's a, just a one-person show, which is what it appears to be, I'm into it. It sounds promising. I would check it out. Yeah, she's like she's like dressed up as like a weird, like mustached, hairy-chested man, but it's kind of about gender stuff, and you know, it, it was it was weird, um, but but interesting, pretty cool. I mean, she seems like a cool chick and a you know, funny person. Um, she came on with like a candle in a closet. It was very strange. Tim was kind of thrown by that a little bit. Um, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was, it was cool to hear the process of like her selling the special and how Tim said it was kind of like, kind of like how Tim and his special, only he never sold his. Um, and, um, yeah, it's always interesting to hear a little behind the scenes of these up and comers who, you know, somebody like myself who's like trying to break into the entertainment scene a little bit with entertainment videos and stuff. I, I like to hear these, you know, people's little stories of what how they did it and what happened. And yeah, you get the right review and you get, you know, you put a little show together and some of the right person comes and sees it and they like it and they write about it. Next thing you know 
you're selling your special on Netflix. But there's also a lot of rejection, you know, lots of rejection along the way. So just got to stick to it. Um, she has Lyme disease, unfortunately. Um, that sucks. Uh, and they talked about the 20 day water fast that she did that sounded crazy. And some of these like, you know, different sort of uh, experimental treatments for Lyme disease. And um, hey, you got any... Um, what you th- what do you think of this whole uh, interview? She's all right. I be I I'm, I don't know if I missed the transition into it. They were just talking with the one zoomer and then just picked up another call. So I don't know if they like introduced uh, Natalie all that well, but it was cool. I'll hmm. check out the special. Yeah. Um. They also announced John Wilson will be on next week. Um, do you have you watched this John How to with John Wilson show? Mm-mm. I'm off my HBO game, but I did finish season one of The Wire, so I have that going for me. Wow! The HBO there realm. you go. Well, you're you're only going up from here. Damn. I'd say season two and three is just like it's, I love season two and three, of course. Yeah, I, everyone yeah. I talked to said mixed things about season two, but I'm hopeful. That'll be a good song. I like it. It's a it's a it's a total left turn. You know what I mean? You're like expecting this story that they've picked up to kind of continue. And it's like, oh no no, whole new storyline with new characters and a whole new thing. But oh, I like I'm it into a lot. That derailment. Yeah. But j- how to with John Wilson? I, I've been hearing some things about it. It's kind of the hot new little show. Nathan Fielder is the executive producer from Nathan for You. So that's a that's a tell tale good sign um and just this past week i watched the first three episodes of the show and i took some edibles i was in la and i got some like gummies and i haven't been doing there very much of that at all in a long time but i was in la and my buddy's like oh they'll just deliver it and they like just you know you like ordered it online and like within fucking 20 minutes there was shit at the door so i got these like there, there's like this thing called CBN, which is like sleepy weed kind of stuff. And it's like not CBD, but CBN. And that is in there with THC. And I took like one and a half of these gummies and was watching the show. I'd heard about this show. how It's like it's like footage that this guy goes out and shoots and just kind of sl- like cuts together to make this narrative. And it's all in New York and. First episode, I was a little like, eh, I don't know if I'm digging this that much. Um, but then episodes two and three were like fucking blew me away. I was laughing very hard. Super weird. Super cool. Highly recommend you watch some of that before him being on next week. Really easy watch. They're like 30 minute eps. And just it's just cool. Uh, you, you just can't deny that it's pretty cool and it goes out there. So very cute. I'm sure we'll talk about more about that next week. Some guy called just to promote his movie, uh, which Matt does not like when that happens. He's told me that before. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, Tim kind of, <laughs> the guy like, <laughs> the guy looked all stressed out for a minute, like on the Zoom, like when they were like hanging up with him, he just looked like stressed and Tim kind of stopped and was like, look, 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 you know, come on. You know, I'm just giving you shit, but I don't mean it, you know. And I, I thought that was a funny little breakdown. Um, 
Somebody pranked the question of the day with saying that weed is overrated. Speaking of weed, and um, but for me, weed is underrated. Like I'm getting back into it now. I'm like, I was like, I, I was saying weed was overrated for a long time, and then I was like, I took these gummies that I had the time of my life. But then I took and, they, and it like made me sleep really good and like helped me sleep. I was I was watching the Mandalorian, you know, I was like put on the Mandalorian, just sl- fall asleep in like five seconds mm. with these gummies. But then I took then I took the same dosage the other day and I watched this movie Black Bear, and I was up all night after watching that, um, which we can talk about some other time. But pretty cool movie. Uh, so yeah, these these people called and then. They started smoking weed right on the Zoom, you know? Oh, my God. Snakes. Um, let's see. Um, Doug said that qu- the quarantine itself was was underrated, um, which I sort of agree with. I kind of really liked the fucking staying at home alone. You know, I, 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 did, I did a very good time with that. I, I don't know. I do... My life is a lot of moving around, a lot of moving pieces, a lot of shit happening. So when it's just when you're allowed, when you're told to just stop, I'm like, yeah, we need one of these like every we don't need it this way. But we just need like a we need like six months off every couple of years, every three years. We'll do a six months. Everybody stay in. It's kind of kind of cool. Do do everything from home, work school from home, everything just and then like, you know, just do it. And then you'd appreciate all the things out there again, you know, when you get back out there and. I kind of like that. Yeah. Tim Tim went into Frank Zappa big time here. We went way down a Zappa hole. Carl, Frank Zappa, what do you think? I don't, I'm gonna say nah, you don't, I like don't have an opinion okay. yet. I want to watch that documentary. I'm sure he sucks, but whatever. He does not. <laughs> he doesn't suck. That's a crazy like thing a to person. say. I, I think. Did Tim, oh, yeah. Tim maybe as a person. How he was kind of shitty. Yeah, I think that. I think that Tim probably hates Zappa because because of his their comedy, Tim and Eric. Like they've been told, "Oh my God, you guys must have loved Zappa," like because it's so out there and so weird and so random. And I think the fact that he never liked Zappa has made him, you know, maybe not maybe not dig in. Like Matt and Vic were kind of saying, "Look, if Tim, you would like you like the same music that we like. If you went back, you'd find some stuff that you like." Mm-hmm. And I kind of agree with Tim. Some of the shit is too much for sure, but there were some good records. I, I had one record that I used to listen. I had like one record on vinyl that like was my friend's dad's record collection that we got. And like, um, uh, I'm trying to think of what the name of the record is. Um, did I write it down? Um, yeah, one size fits all from 1975, and it's got some of the obnoxious stuff, but it also has like just some regular like nice groovy jams, and the singing's not too obnoxious all the time. It kind of varies, but I really like that record. I used to listen to it. I remember vividly in Brooklyn on a night like you know nights when I'd be like going out with my buds but i'm like having a couple drinks at the house first to throw on that it's just like oh let's put on this zappa record and being like this Zappa record is great like sounds really good the production's like incredible just like sounding and um so i recommend giving it a sniff not just writing it off i do want to watch the documentary as well uh 
Um, after hours, kind of just, you know, we went, uh, you know, we signed off the regular show, reading off all, you know, reading off all the names, um, which was a drop they did before. Um, let's see. Um, somebody called and, um, yeah, we just, there's a lot of Zappa talk. If you got a Zappa opinion, you, you know, check out the episode, check out After Hours. Um, his impression of Zappa was funny. Doug recommended some other 60s bands, um, 60s psych rock bands that were not Zappa. Um, Silver Apples, Presidents of the United States, um, which my brother's a big fan of that kind of shit. I'm not really that deep into it, but my brother loves that 60s psych rock shit. Um, <clears throat> some of it's really good. I mean, the stuff that he plays for me actually is good. I just don't ever, like, put it on. Um, one of the... I forget the name of the girl, but she she called in to defend Zappa. And she's been on the show before. She was, like, one of the callers. Of the, she was one of the Offy winners, I think, or a nominee. She called in to talk about how Zappa, you know, was changed her life. And brought her, you know changed her taste in music and stuff I can see that I have some friends that like live and die by Zappa I always kind of like respected them because they're just like all I listen to is Zappa all the time mm -hmm. go to like Zappa fucking tribute concerts and shit and I was like that's kind of cool like it's kind of a thing you know it's like a group of weirdos that are into that it's like insane clown posse fans or something um girl from Buffalo called in squid <laughs> um and they got to shit on buffalo a little bit um doug's like why would anybody choose to live in buffalo yeah listen i can understand really that i'm there i mean i'm i'm from buffalo i don't think it really sucks but again i was just in la last week and i was having this like i was having the opposite moment i was like i completely understand why people do live in la mm -hmm. Like, it's just fucking nice out every day. Like, it's just beautiful out. And I know they deal with it being too hot sometimes. They deal with fire, fires and smoke and, and smog and shit. But, you know, for the most part, man, I was there and it was like, I'm coming from freezing cold, wherever the fuck I was coming from, out to L.A. And it's just like, you know, I'm playing pickleball. I'm going on hikes. It's like so nice, like perfect weather. It's unbelievable. And I was like, yeah. I can understand that, and I don't, and I really do not understand why somebody who does have a choice, like where would I, if you have the choice, I mean, some people just are born somewhere and stay somewhere, and they don't really ever decide to leave, and they want to be near the people that raised them in that place. You know, for my whole family, that's Buffalo. Everybody else stayed. I, I left a long time ago, but I understand why would you stay. I, I question why my parents would have stayed, and I, I know the answer. They, my father owned a business there, and they they stayed, but. I went to college there. I went to SUNY Buffalo, which they mentioned. And, um, you know, but it is like not a place you'd choose to live. Weather, and it's really strictly because of weather. And this is why <laughs> the places with the good weather, you know, you either got to be like the hippest spot in the world or you got to have good weather. And then, you, then your cost of living and your population is, is good. But Buffalo's got a vibe. I do like the cost of living is cheap they have great summers um and good for? food and 
it's known for fucking chicken wings and like football. You know what I mean? It's it's not. <laughs> you know, it's like. Yeah, but they're like yeah, they're like the OGs. But <laughs> they were the first Buffalo uh, <clears throat> homestead. They invented buffalo chicken wings that were invented in buffalo and mm. it's a fucking real thing every restaurant in buffalo you can get wings and they're all very good if you eat fried chicken wings which when you're there you usually do a little bit they're good um but yeah deeper than that i mean i have a lot of friends a lot of people come out of buffalo i mean like a lot of people that are from buffalo that leave there like a, like I, I feel like lots of my friends i have a crew of people around the country that are from buffalo that are great, talented, interesting people. So uh, they're kind of an it's an underdog town. They get all the snow. They, you know, they lost the four Super Bowls in a row. Like that's what people remember about Buffalo: um, just losers and snow. And but it's a good place to visit. It's a it's a cool place to hang out. It's a cheap place to live. It's not that different than probably Philly or New York. Um, climate wise mm. but <clears throat> it's it's an up and comer man I mean over the past like you know, my brother bought a house for a certain price and it's you know fucking up six times the price that he got it and um, it's a it's a good spot but I don't want to live there um, not now um, they asked what they're doing for the holidays Tim said the <laughs> Christmas holiday ban is not included in after hours so <laughs> If you need to hear the boys talk about the holidays, you need to subscribe to the Patreon. Um, somebody called about Beatles, and I was like, oh, man, it's been a while. But but the Yoko drops <laughs> came in, <laughs> and <clears throat> I was like, oh, my God, it's been such a long time since we've heard the, <laughs> you know, the <laughs> it's been, I feel like it's been years since we've heard those Yoko drops. So I was very very happy to hear that um the pickle brothers uh came they played a song by the pickle brothers and doug played some pickle drops after that which nobody mentioned but i was hearing and laughing um that was uh when ellie called in Ellie, what's up ellie hope you're doing well um hope you're still listening she listens she I think so. I think she said she did. Um, That's cool. She's a big fan. Um, we're, we're we're pals. I consider Ellie a really close friend. Okay. At this point, you're like the only person After I know that to listens her. to Office Hours. So I think uh, I'm very <laughs> distant from like connecting with other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if anybody wants to email me about Office Hours and chat about that or the Discord, uh, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, talk no, I'm Mike joking. I only, I only, I only spoke to Ellie that one time. That was a joke. Okay. I, I've never talked to her again. But I wish I would gladly have her back on. I want to have her back on. I want to have Sarah Reed's back on. There's a there's another Sarah that pops in. Her name's she's Heathen on Twitter. I want to have her on. Um, and Ellie asked for a Paul McCartney cameo, <clears throat> and Tim recycled a bit that he had done I, I don't know if he did it on the show or he did it on he did it on something but he did the bit about the uh imagine you know with 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 paul helping john write imagine and tim even said 
people have already seen this. I, you know, I was like, why? Are, you know, okay, you're doing it again. So it obviously was not <laughs> as <laughs> as fun the second time. It was like, okay, I know, I know the bit. Um, these, those bits are usually better when it appears that they're being come up with on the fly. Um, but yeah, if anybody else wants to be on the show, Carl wants more people to talk to about this, except for me. He's he's sick of hearing me talk about yeah, it. Yeah, Mike hates me, so um, I need some fresh. fresh I hate people. I do. Get, I do hate Carl. Actually, Carl got point. Carl Carl got points back for that for that thing he pulled last episode. He's, the gag. He's, those are points, and the yeah, the gag was good. You got me good. Yeah. You get some pro points for that. Yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I, I, we can I, we can tie it back into the very first episode where you like smacked the door because there was a bird that I guess flew into your door. I thought you were just messing with me that whole time. I thought it was <laughs> going to be an ongoing thing. Like, oh, let me do this random thing and see what Carl thinks of it. Uh, no, I'm not that clever. I will say in the beginning, I did have a little bit of a thought where I was like, should I kind of be sort of like, should I kind of put on a persona sort of like Tim does as like a, because we didn't know each other. I was like, maybe I'll just like kind of treat Carl like shit a little bit to see if it's funny, you know? And I, I feel like that's, there's like maybe a tiny, tiny, tiny percent of that that comes out every once in a while. And and it's clearly to be funny. But when we first started, I was like kind of, I was like writing notes about the show. I was like, what would make this interesting? I'd be like, well, me and Carl don't know each other, so like, what, what if I like try to disagree with him about everything? Yeah. Or something? I mean, you could have but... easily just punked me for like thirty episodes and like thrown out the most ridiculous opinions, and just if everyone else was in on it, yeah, I wasn't. It'd be like a, a really show podcast, a really, a really long, really long gag. You still don't know that still could be going yeah. on. You don't even know Reality. if I put this podcast out because you don't listen to it, so you don't Are know. You, a hologram? Like, you don't, I don't know. What know. I, yeah, who knows? Maybe this week. Who's to say? Do I go? Do I go and re-edit all the things that you say to make you sound fucking stupid and weird, and then I re-record my own voice <laughs> to like so every response you're saying, I'm saying some other shit. Like you don't know. Maybe I do. Yeah, that. you can just edit it that way, like a big YouTube poop, but podcast style. If you know what those are. Yes, I don't. Uh, it's pretty much. Like what kind of what Tim and Eric does where they do the awkward like zoom in on someone or they rearrange dialogue so that it sounds like they're saying something else. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah. Well, this I, maybe I've told the story before, but a long time ago, I, I submitted a, a video to a Tim and Eric like make the Tim and Eric like trailer yeah. for season three of Tim and Eric. And Doug fucked with me. Doug called me on the phone and I didn't know he was recording it, but he talked to me for a while and was like a really nice guy. And like, we talked about video editing and all sorts of stuff. And then like the next day he like had all these videos of the finalists and he like re-edited them to just make me look like an asshole. And he did it for lots of people. A lot of work went into that. Yeah, Doug, geez, good job. But he got, he, br- he broke my heart. I remember like telling my friends, I was like, Oh my god, I, I'm like a finalist in this thing for the Tim and Eric thing. Like my thing might be on Adult Swim, you know? Like holy shit, this is so cool. And uh, yeah, no, uh, it was it was all a gag. <laughs> it was all a gag. So I'll never forgive you for that, Doug. Um, 
Well, that's going to wrap it up. Good show. Good to be back. Um, looks like we got a couple more eps before the end of the year. I imagine we'll take a break again during the holidays. But I don't know. I think Tim said he wants to do an episode on Christmas Day. I'm quite sure he's joking. But, um, yeah, it should be fun. It should be fun to have some holiday spirit episodes, right? Like, that shit's always fun, a Christmas episode. I can't remember what they've done in the past. Like, what did they do last year? I, I, don't, I don't remember. No do you remember idea. anything for, like, the holidays? No idea, right? Like, holiday office hours does not sound familiar to me. But it should be nice. Um, it'll be nice. I like December. I like the holidays. It's nice. Um, I'm going to try to probably see some family somehow, but we'll be talking about that in the upcoming weeks. Carl, you recorded a new podcast I saw. You want to tell the audience about it real quick? Sure. I, I think, um, I don't know if you've actually touched base, but I interviewed the owner of Tattooed Moms, a bar in Philly, which is pretty much the Ooh. the punk bar, graffiti bar, skater bar of Philly. Love Tattooed yeah. Moms. I'm a big Tattooed Moms fan. My friend who's like the furthest thing from a punker or anything, he's just like a guy I work with. He loves tattooed moms too and takes me there. We go there and we're like way out of place. We're just like normally dressed guys that are just like like the like the vibe. Yeah. Um so we talked to the owner about that of the different um groups of people that come in and how it's an inclusive space and it's cool to see the different groups interact with each other and there can be one thing going mm-hmm. on and another thing going on. We talk about how they're coping with the pandemic and how they're moving towards um not moving towards, but they're focusing on their uh, takeaway food and takeaway drinks and whatnot. So it was interesting to hear about that. And then we also interviewed a graphic designer whose branding is called Pink Bike Ralph, who's done a lot of Philly merch, um, a lot of Larry David and Seinfeld infused apparel and accessories. And that's on the Open in PHL pod. If you search that on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, Open in PHL, you'll find it. And we're also on Instagram too. If you want to hit us with a like and a follow there, hit it up. Very, very, very well organized Instagram. Nice, nicely laid out Instagram. Very proud of that Instagram proud to be following it yeah and i'm also uh, in the process of starting another one that i don't have all the details down for yet but when it's up and about it'll be popping i have three episodes recorded but i'll uh you're not gonna tell us what it's about i'll let it happen and then i'll hype it up okay okay interesting I uh, I might be starting another couple of podcasts myself. I might get, get the Tiger Shrimp podcast restarted up again for the new year. And um, I think I might do a marketing or not a, do a do a podcast to help market this new film that I'm about to release to the world soon. Um, but yeah, other than that, we want to thank our sponsor Mike Tucci at MikeTucci.com. For all your design needs, go to MikeTucci.com. He's a graphic designer, and he can help you out with your project. And um, that's about all for this week, ladies and gentlemen, friends, family. Um, 
we will see you, I guess, next week. It seems like a, where things are slowing down a little bit in the world of the Heidecker universe. Um, we had a busy little while there, and it's nice to kind of just pump the brakes a little bit, get back to business. Should be a good episode next week with uh, John Wilson, which I suggest you watch his show before next week because you'll like it. So, farewell, everybody. Carl, have a great week. We'll be talking soon. Take care, everybody. Take care. Be safe.